The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything in the store. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne northeast coast of England. It is April the 20th, Thursday, and we have a full slate of MLB action for Friday, April the 21st. Three-man show tonight, first of all, the hardest working man at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network from Houston, Texas, Mr. Munaf. Manji Munaf, how are you doing? Doing well. Uh, another week has already flown by, man. I can't believe it's already Thursday, but uh, glad to be here with you boys. Hopefully we can find some more winners for the listeners. You know, it's been a slow day on Thursdays, usually for MLB, but was able to get over the line with the Red Sox in the first five innings money line. So uh, hopefully we can carry that momentum into Friday. Yeah, the baseball gods have already done me one, one favor. And then just as I thought I had it cracked, the uh, Angels are getting shellacked off the Yankees. So, Give with one hand and take away with the other hand. Our third wheel tonight is the 43rd hardest working man at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you doing? I don't know if that was a compliment or disrespect, but uh, no, it's good to see you. Uh, happy 420. Don't know if you celebrate that across the pond, but... Uh, what, does that, yeah. what does that mean? Oh, look it up. You oh, love a pointless boy. holiday over there. You never, there's not a week goes by without you having a day off or something. What's what you all no, doing? No, no, no. This is no, just, it's, it's, it's not a real okay. holiday. It's no. it's a make four twenty. Just look yeah. it up after you're we're done. I can't even four twenty. I can't you're even think, think you, are. you won't get it. You won't get it. Okay, I won't get it. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Oh man. Uh well, look at Captain Sados in the chat already with his LFG Yanks. Uh G'day, Michael. Uh, from Australia, pointing out that uh, Patrick Sandoval did rightly get tattooed um, by the Yankees. Uh, that was my dog of the day, so yeah, dis- uh, disappointing. TVDBJ is already with us as well, so good evening, gents. Um, yeah, we had good fun last night. Um, we had, The show had plenty of room to breathe as we only had a seven-game slate. Uh, so we managed to get up to all the silliness that Muna frowns upon. Um, but yeah, not much day baseball. We had... Minnesota got blown out of the water. They had uh, position players throwing 45 MPH earlier on today. And then the Yankees have uh, come out with the traps hot against the Angels so far tonight. And then there's five games later on. But yeah, we're weekend. It's all new series tomorrow. Fresh series to get our teeth into. Um, and some good ones as well. So yeah, we're just uh, getting to the back end of week three now. So... Uh, things are just starting to settle down. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This should be a good weekend. We start tomorrow with... Um, well, we do have some days ball. There's one There's one days ball game tomorrow, uh, which is a 2.20 Eastern. First pitch is the LA Dodgers at the Chicago Cubs. Dodgers have Julio Arias taking the ball. And Drew Smiley, um, two left-handed pitchers. Uh, Smiley goes for the Cubs, who are a plus 130 Home underdog, the Dodgers are minus 160. Total is set at 8.5. Um, Urias, 3-1 with a 190 ERA. Uh, did face the Chicago Cubs last time out as well at Dodgers Stadium. Um, 
gave up eight hits and only two earned runs. Um, struck out six. The, the two earned runs uh, were off Wisdom, Patrick Wisdom, P. Wizzy, um, and Cody Bellinger, who's doing really, really well. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's playing well. You're getting good length out of him as well. Um, he's got seven innings, I think, the last twice. So, Drew Smiley had one home start against Seattle, um, which was really good. He also pitched well at the Dodgers on the 16th of April. This is interesting. The Dodgers are only hitting 204 against lefties. Now, we faded the Yankees tonight because they were hitting 194 against lefties. So this is not a good start uh, for this kind of trend. But we could stick with it. The, the Dodgers hitting 204 against left-handed pitching. My instinct here, the, the total, they mustn't be expecting much weather because the total is set and it's set at eight and a half. I think smiling go okay. I think Arias will be fine. Um, and that low number that the Dodgers are hitting off the lefties tells me this can go into eight and a half. But I'll throw it across to Dylan next just to see if he can tell us a little bit about the weather and the total possibly. Yeah, so uh, as for the total, I set mine at 10.5. We're, we're going to have a lot of winds going out into center field. But uh, I grabbed the Dodgers here at a minus 145. I made them a minus 165. It's getting up there in price now, but I just really like what Julio Rios has done this season. You know, I think it's a good revenge spot for him, too. You know, the Cubs kind of touched him up in his last start. Only two runs, but eight hits, they kind of hit him hard. So I think the bats wake up a little here for the Dodgers. Uh, so I'll give them a chance to get, win on the road, but should should be an easier task, I think, this time around. Okie doke, uh, moving off. I know you're a, you, you talk to Rhea Sup a lot in our preseason show, so um, you think it can go well tomorrow? Yeah, I think he can go well. I think he's always give or good to give up at least one or two. I mean, that's just kind of been the consistency for uh, Julio Rios. And it's not it hasn't been anything that he gives up five, six runs in an outing. But I think the one concerning part for me is that the Dodgers do have struggled so far this season against left-handed pitching. We saw it, like you mentioned, with Drew Smiley um, in Dodger Stadium. Um I think I'm going to lean with the Dodgers here as well. I think they can bounce back here with the bats. I do trust Julio Arias, of course, more than I trust uh, Drew Smiley here. So um, I'll, I'll lean with the Dodgers here. I do kind of like the under as well in this game. 6.35 Eastern first pitch. The Cincinnati Reds at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Graham Ashcraft for the Reds and Mitch Keller for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Two of the set at eight and a half. Uh, myself and Moonaf, both Graham Ashcroft fanboys, Moonaf. So are you taking the Reds tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it might, it might look like it. I mean, Graham Ashcroft so far this season is off to a really good start for the Cincinnati Reds. 2-0 with a 1.42 ERA. 17 strikeouts, 8 walks. Uh, Reds have won two, of his, uh, two out of the three starts by Ashcroft so far this season. Um, he's allowed two earned runs or less in all three starts. Face the Pirates in his first start of the season where he did go seven innings, allowed four hits, one earned run, and six strikeouts against the Pirates in that game. Reds won that game 3-1. to one. Uh, Ashcraft did face the Pirates last season as well. Six and two-thirds, nine hits, three earned runs, and eight strikeouts in that game. Mitch Keller gets to start here for the Pirates. Um, 1-0, 3.80 ERA, 25 strikeouts at 10 walks. Uh, three out of his four starts have been on the road so far this season. He did face Cincinnati in his first start of this season where 
Uh, and this was in Cincinnati where he did go four and two thirds of an inning, five hits, gave up four earned runs, four walks in that game as well. But he also had eight strikeouts. Pittsburgh did win that game five to four. Now, historically, Keller has struggled against the Reds. He's one and four with a 6.88 ERA. Three out of his last four uh, starts against the Reds, he's allowed four earned runs or more since the 2021 season. Um, and at home versus the Reds, he's 0-2 with a 6.86 ERA. So I'm going to trust our guy, Ash, uh, Graham Ashcraft here, Mal. Um, I think he's pitching well. I think that he's going to carry that into Pittsburgh here. Pittsburgh bats, I think, are definitely going to regress after what they were able to do in Coors Field. I know the pitching hasn't been very good for the Rockies. Um, that is obviously a hitter's ballpark. But I think that Graham Ashcraft can really control the bats here for the Pirates. I'll go with the Reds' money line. Uh, completely and utterly agree with everything you said, Moonaf. Um, this is a bit of a weird spot because it was my guy against my team. I've enjoyed watching the Pirates and I've I've, uh, I've backed them quite a few times on this little run they've been on. Um, Cincinnati did give Kelly the business on opening day. You're absolutely right. And like I say, I, I wrote Ashcraft up positively last week. So I need to stick with him. He did the business then. He can do it again tomorrow. Cincinnati at plus 110 for me, Dylan. Yeah, I like the Buckos here. I'm sorry. I'm going to be contrarian. Uh, I like the first five under as well. Hopefully we can get like a f- four and a half. Uh, I did make the Pirates a minus f- 140 favorite. I got them at a minus 105, so they are getting up there and price money is coming in on them. Ashcraft has been good, no question, but his one start on the road was his worst start. Granted, it was against the Braves, but... I don't know. The, the Pirates have good bats as well. And Mitch Keller, he hasn't been terrible either. His last time at home, he pitched six solid innings against a very good Astro team, and the Pirates won that game. So I don't know if I could trust the Reds' bats. They haven't scored. Uh, they were they were held to zero runs in two back-to-back games. So should be a lower-scoring game. Wind's blowing in as well. That's why I kind of like the first five under. But uh, I'll, I'll take the home team. I'll go, I'll go Buckos. Uh, we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the NBA and NHL playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some player prop parlays uh, than over at Underdog Fantasy. Besides daily NHL, NBA and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy. Dot com promo code SGPN. 6.40 Eastern, first pitch. The Chicago White Sox get in at the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Michael Kopech for the White Sox. And it is Calvin, oh, how are we pronouncing that? Foucher? Yes. Fucker. No, um, no, no. No, we're not going with Fokker. No, no. No? Okay. Disappointing. Unless you want uh, f- uh, Well... I don't want to do anything that might upset you, Moonaf. I know you're quite a sensitive young man. And um, we'll go with Foucher. Calvin Foucher goes for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, the White Sox are plus 140. The Rays are minus 160. The total is eight and a half. And Dylan, uh, do you have Calvin Foucher under control? Uh, I don't know, uh, but Mal, you weren't on the pod the other day when uh, the white when I said the White Sox might be on my do not bet list now. So they're, they're yeah, told you, man, I was ahead of the curve. Get on there. You, you were last year. You were you were uh, down on the Brewers. I was a little late to the party. So 
you're a smart man. I got to keep listening to you a little more, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the raise here. I grabbed the minus 140 on the money line. I made him a minus 180, so should be a bullpen game for the Rays. And I, I honestly think that works in their favor. You know, six best bullpen in the league. Rays come in off that long road trip. They're t- undefeated at home, 10 and 0. And you know, I think they could get to Michael Kopech. So I'm not a really big believer in him. And the Rays have better bats that, uh, than the White Sox, so I, I think they could smoke them. So I, I see a blowout here. Give me the Rays. Um, it is a short price um, for for rookie pitchers. I don't know anything about um, Calvin Foucher, but I don't need to um, because I can just fade the White Sox. We're at six and two now uh, on the fourteen day no bet list, so we're we're into week two um, where I will revisit. I know Noah is a big fan of Michael Kopech, but it's a, it's a remain to be seen at the minute. But yeah, I don't get to have an opinion here. I'll just fade the White Sox, uh, Muna. I just quickly looked up his stats um, for the last seven days. He's pitched in five games. He started one, uh, 4.15 ERA, eight and two-thirds innings pitch, four earned runs, six strikeouts, two walks. Uh, I mean, nothing exciting. Uh, career in the minors, 14 and 10, 4.08 ERA, 141 games. So it seems like he's probably just going to be a spot starter here, like maybe a bullpen day here. For yeah. the uh, Rays, but again, like you guys mentioned, I don't trust the White Sox either. Um, the Rays, I think, are undefeated at home, um, and I think you just got to continue to ride their hot bats here. I think maybe look at a Rays team total over uh, something of that sort. But I think the Rays do get the job done here. Uh, yeah, um, Michael, uh, Aussie Michael, um, is co-signed in that one as well. Um, Captain Sino did want to go with them. Um, Calvin Fokker, but we were sticking with Foucher. Um, 7.05 Eastern first pitch is the Detroit Tigers at the Baltimore Orioles. Pitching change here screwed me over. Um, Michael Lorenzen goes for Detroit. I handicapped Grayson Rodriguez for Baltimore, but I do believe it is Tyler Wells um, who is going. Um, the Tigers are plus 150. The Orioles are minus 170. The total is at 8.5. Um Michael Lorenzen has had one start this season and it was bad um, against the San Francisco Giants. He gave up two runs in each of the first, second and third inning. I feel like I've talked about Michael Lorenzen for about 10 years on this show now. Um, again, a bit, a bit of a fanboy, but I need to see it now. Let's just, um, he'll, be, he'll be on the on the no bet list until, until he demonstrates it. Uh, Tyler Wells, I didn't handicap. He's 0 one with a 3.86 ERA. I like the over here. Um, I just think we had a few different ways of winning this game. Detroit is struggling a little bit with the bat, but I did think if, like I say, if Wells does does give up a few, and I think I think Lorenzen can as well. So we we had two or three different ways of winning this bet. Um, so yeah, over eight and a half for me, please. Uh, Moonaf, what you got? Yeah, I think that uh, I do like the over with you here. Tyler Wells last season in two starts against the Tigers, seven innings pitched, Val, eight earned runs he gave up combined in those two starts. So he has a career uh, record of 0-2 with a 9.00 ERA. Like you mentioned, Michael Lorenzen had a uh, rough start last week against the Giants. 
Um, I think both teams could get the bats going here as well. I know Tigers haven't been scoring a lot of runs, but I, I can't back either one of these pitchers right now. Um, so I'll agree with you about the over. If you made me pick a side, I would definitely lean with the home team. Yeah, I think you have to, unfortunately. Yeah, Detroit the Baltimore, didn't it? Yeah, I was able to grab a, the Orioles at a minus one forty-five. It's getting up there in uh, oh, nice. price now. Uh, it's I favored them up to a minus one ninety. So uh, do what you want, but Tigers—they finally snapped their winning streak, and now I feel like going on the road where they're three and six straight up. I agree with you, Mal. I don't know how much I trust Michael Lorenzen either. Um, Orioles—they hit righties pretty well. I agree on the over. I set my line at eight point eight. You got winds blowing out. And at home, Orioles five and two towards the over. They're an over team, eleven and six on the year towards the over. Uh, Orioles six and two as the favorite as well. So, like the Orioles, and I agree with you guys. I do like the over. Okay, so it's a team ride on the overs there. Um, Seven oh five Eastern first pitches the Colorado Rockies at the Philadelphia Phillies. Noah Davis, and we're not too familiar with, will go to the mound for Colorado, and Aaron Nola goes for the Phillies. Um, Plus 225 on the Rockies, minus 260 on Philadelphia. Total at eight and a half, Muna. Yeah, Noah Davis here gets his second start of the season for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, his first start was actually really good. It was against the Seattle Mariners where he went five innings, only gave up three hits, zero earned runs. Aaron all is off to a rough start. I think that for some of these pitchers for the Phillies that they may be feeling the taxation of their World Series run last year. Um so, you know, maybe that's why they've kind of gone off to a slow start out of the gate here. But Nola on the season, one and two, the 5.91 ERA. Uh, he's allowed at least three earned runs in three out of the four starts this season. And three out of his four starts this season also have also come on the road for Aaron Nola. Uh, in his career, though, he's been pretty good against the Rockies. He is four and one with a 3.35 ERA, 56 strikeouts in that span. And uh, at home against the Rockies, he's uh, 2-0 and with a 2.50 ERA. I think this might be one of those spots where Noah Davis just had a really good outing in his first star where, you know, teams haven't really been able to see his, uh, his, his arsenal of pitches. Um, I just like the spot here for the Phillies. The Colorado Rockies just have not been very good this season at all, especially at home and even on the road. I think they only have like one or two wins on the road, if I'm not mistaken. So I like the Phillies team at home. I'm, I'm getting the better picture here. I know Nola's not off to a great start, but I'm going to trust uh, Nola within the first five innings here. So I'm going to take the Phillies' first five run line in this game. First five run line for Muna. Um, Dylan, what are you drinking? Did you have a cheeky beer on there? Huh? No, the Yeti. I got just it's coffee. Ah, thought you were having a little there, uh, um, a little cheeky light ale there. Um, Colorado at Philly, did it? Uh, yeah, yeah Moon follow off. that up. Follow that up with that. Yeah, I don't know, even know how to transition. <laughs> yeah, you got him off mustard. <laughs> yeah, uh, Moon off. They only do have two wins. Oh, that was uh, my plan on the road, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you won't win any prizes with this one, but I do like the Phillies minus uh, half first five. I like them run line. And I also like their team total over four, if you could get that. Um, I feel like Nola, he's gotten better in every start. He had that one awful start in the first one, in his first start, but then he's gotten better each of his second and third starts. And, you know, the Phillies might not win all of his starts, but they have averaged 6.7 runs per start. So Noah Davis, he was good like uh, – like uh, Munoff said against the Mariners, zero runs, pitched five innings. But 
the Rockies weren't able to score a single run and they lost one nothing. So they haven't been able to score more than three runs in their last seven games. Might be a bad spot for the Rockies, like Munoff said, who, you know, let's just continue to fade them on the road. So I'm going to be all over the Phillies. Minus one and a half, first five run line, team total over. Uh, well, Dylan, you might not win any prizes for your selection, but I am. I'm going to win all the prizes and I'm going to have loads of money to spend on stuff. Um, Colorado for me, plus 225. Davis was excellent against Seattle. Uh, Aaron Nola has been wobbly. Um, there's definitely a World Series hangover going on with some of this Phillies pitching. Um, yeah, and I think Colorado are live tomorrow and too big a price here. So I'll take the Rockies as a big dog, uh, plus 225. Uh, JT's brother is in the chat, sweating on it. Angels um, over. He needs, he needs to run it to get across from third uh, to cash his first five over, does Jake. So good luck with that one. Uh, we will move along to where that breaks. Really? Okay. The moon after pulling the... Uh, Pulling the strings there. He's like Elon Musk, isn't he? Sitting there. Um, I'll tell you about the SGP and Merch store then at Moonaf's insistence. Um, in honor of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April, uh, you get 10% off anything in the SGP and Merch store when you use the promo code SGPNBA. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything. Dylan, mention what item you like in the Merch store. Says he, yeah. Uh, everything the hoodies, hats, mugs, helmets, anything, but specifically MLB related. <laughs> okay, uh, that was the least enthusiastic sale. No wonder you don't sell any coffee. No wonder you have to moonlight with us to make extra money, honestly. Ruby, wow. yeah, <laughs> did I sound like your boss then? No, my boss doesn't say that, but <laughs> no, that's what he's thinking, though, mate. Let me tell uh... you that, I'll tell you that for nothing. 7.05 Eastern first pitch is the Toronto Blue Jays at the New York Yankees, where Yusei Kikuchi, a left-handed pitcher, goes for Toronto, and Domingo Herman goes for the New York Yankees. Uh, even money on the Blue Jays, plus 100. Uh, the Yankees are minus 120. Totally ever set at nine. Dylan, um, do a more convincing job. Sell us your pick for this one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Yankees out here on the money line. Uh, I, I promise you, I'm not a Yankee fan, but I feel like every time I'm on the show, <laughs> I'm, I wind up taking the Yankees. Uh, I got a minus 125. I made him a minus 140. Uh, Domingo Herman, he's just another guy where he keeps getting better and better each star. He's going deeper into games, striking out more batters. So I, I just think he's a much better pitcher than you say Kukuchi. Great name, by the way. I love saying it. Um, I know he's pitched much better to start this season than last year, but I'm just still not a believer in him. I think the Yankees could get to him. We saw they opened up for five runs early today. They're the better team, in my opinion. They have the better pitcher. They have the best bullpen this year so far. So should be a good game, but I, I like the Yankees here at home. I think this is a good spot for them, so I'll take them on the money line. Insane. Uh, oh, my laptop wouldn't unmute that. I was doing it. I was pressing it. Um there's some egg in a cup chat just uh, turned up. Moonaf and Dylan will have no idea about egg in a cup. I've got eggs on my cup, Captain. Uh, I just don't have any eggs in my cup. But yeah, that's a conversation for another day. Uh, Moonaf, Kikuchi against Haman. <laughs> oh, we're just all over the place today. Um, no, I'm not. Uh, Kikuchi, he's off to a decent start. I mean, last year, this was a pitcher that was on our fade list, or at least on my fade list, when we talk about guys like Dallas Keuchel and Kikuchi and 
Brett Patrick Corbin and those names, but um, I think I trust Kikuchi more in Toronto than I do on the road here. Um, but historically, he does have pretty good numbers against the New York Yankees um, throughout his career, especially in Yankee Stadium as well. Um, Domingo Herman's kind of been up and down as well. I, I really couldn't differentiate between these two pitchers. I would probably lean with the home team when in doubt. Um, but I won't rule out the f- fact that we may see runs in this game as well. Um, again, I don't I don't trust Kikuchi. Um, so maybe look at a Yankees team total over. But I do lean with the Yankees side. Yeah, I've got the Yankees as well, Moon. Um, I think Kikuchi is vulnerable and a man is going well. And that was good enough for me. Um so yeah, New York Yankees at a price. So minus one twenty seems like uh, a reasonable price for the Yankees. We'll go next to seven ten Eastern first pitch between the Miami Marlins and the Cleveland Guardians. Braxton Garrett will take on Zach. Please, Zach. Miami are plus one fifteen. Cleveland are minus one thirty-five. Total set at eight. Uh, Braxton Garrett, um, no record as yet. Three thirty-eight ERA. Um, start three games he's going deeper every time getting stretched out a little bit um, limiting contact and walks which is important for him um, please X numbers he's, he's 1-0 and with a 6.92 ERA but those numbers are really inflated by a, a horrible start on debut this season his next two um, have been really good now my handicap here Miami are really pushing their look uh, we know they haven't got a dynamic offence they are 10-9 and nine on the season but they've got an expected win loss of six and thirteen. You never, you rarely see the the expected win loss stray far from the mean. Even a hundred games into the season, maybe you might see three or four game variance. Um, we've got a four game variance here after nineteen games. That's quite incredible. And I think you can put this down to they are five and zero oh in one run games. So Miami, every little head or tails. They've, they've called right. Um, that's going to run out. Cleveland's offense is still scuffling along. They're cobbling it together. They're still stealing bases, putting people over. J-Ram hits the odd one out. That's what he did last night to help them. Um, Cleveland are going to win, um, which if you want to take that at minus 135, you can. This is also going under eight, but I would take them both. That little fancy party here. Cleveland to win in under eight. That'll be, I don't know, two to one, something like that. Uh, Cleveland will win this something like four to one. Um, there you go, Moonaf. Are you having that? Oh uh, yeah, I think Plezak is a pitcher that I'd rather trust at home uh, than I do on the road. Uh, like you mentioned, I think the one start where his ERA or has been inflated was um, in the first start against Oakland in Oakland, and then he got hit a little bit as well against Washington. Now, fortunately for the Guardians, they've actually won all three of the games that he's actually started. The record doesn't really reflect that, but I think that I will back the Guardians here as well. Um, Miami's offense hasn't been anything exciting. They're below average or well below average in a lot of the statistical categories um, on the on the offensive side. So, I think I trust Plezak more at home. Uh, I'll go with the Guardians here as well. Something in the realm of like a 5-2 type of final here. Okay, we're calling the correct score on this one. I like it. Uh, Dylan, what's your uh, final score here? 
Uh, no, no final score. Uh, I did oh. like the Marlins a little earlier in the day when they were a plus 130. They're like plus 115, plus 110 now. Uh, I don't know about that. I made the Guardians a minus 125 favorite. I'm just having a hard time back in the Guardians at home in general. Two and four straight up at home. And Zach Plesek, uh, to me, is just not really a guy I want to back either. I think uh, Braxton Garrett is a much better pitcher. And to be honest, I trust the bats more of the Marlins than the Guardians right now. So, Little little dog, but uh, I'll take a stab at the fish. Okay, interesting. Uh, Seven twenty Eastern first pitch is the Houston Astros at the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Hunter Brown for Houston, Bryce Elder for Atlanta. Um, even money plus one hundred for the Astros, minus one twenty on the Braves. Total is set at eight and a half. Moon off. Hunter Brown going well. Yeah, I, who would have thought we would get a World Series preview this early in the season between the Astros and the <laughs> Braves? But um, Hunter Brown, like you mentioned, he's actually been really good so far for the Astros. He's 2-0 with a 1.93 ERA, 17 strikeouts, 6 walks. He did have a rough first start to the season, but bounced back nicely in his last two starts. Like I mentioned, going 2-0, he's pitched at least uh, he's pitched seven innings in both of those starts for the Astros. Um, and he hasn't allowed any earned runs in those two starts for the Astros. Bryce Elder also going along very, very nicely for the Braves, 2-0 with a 1.53 ERA, 17 strikeouts, six walks. Uh, Braves have won all three of his starts um, with Elder pitching. Um, he's allowed a total of three earned runs, which all came in his last start against the Royals. Um, Elder has been really good in Atlanta as well. Despite a one in one record, he does have a 1.91 ERA, allowing only six earned runs in 23 innings pitch in his career. Um, just dates back to last season, including this season. So I think we might get a pitcher's duel here, guys. Um, I like the first five under in this game. Um, the Astros offense, and I've been watching a lot of these games, that their offense kind of comes live after the sixth inning. I know they had one game against the Blue Jays where they put up seven earned runs in that first inning, but I think that if I trust both of these pitchers, I think this might be a very low scoring game, something in the realm of like a three to two or three to one type of game. But uh, first five under for me, I don't hit the full game under as well. Uh, Mood, I've gone berserk with the uh, correct score calling here. Um, Dylan Kapnansino wants to know what name and number you want on the back of your Yankees jersey if he wins the um, baseball money is fake contest, which, Ooh. by the way, get across and enter that. That's good. Are we giving away anything? We should be giving a uh, giveaway, I feel like, too, one day. Yeah, all that stuff would be on your wall behind you. We'll give, yeah. give away some of that. Uh, number 24 for, for Kobe. So 24 in pinstripe looks nice. That's a Robinson Cano. I don't know if you want to do that. Yeah, that's true. Or Tino Martinez as well, I believe. Number seven for Jose Reyes. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I like the Braves as well. I think they're the rifle favorite. Uh, minus 115, I like that. I favored them up to a minus 140. Uh, but you really hit everything that I kind of wrote down, uh, Munoff. Uh, Braves both. I think they're another team that's kind of, not the Braves, the Astros, excuse me. I think they're another team that's kind of in that World Series hangover a little bit. Both pitchers going well. I agree on the under. I set my total at 8.1. You got winds blowing in as well. Braves have a top five bullpen as well. So I like the under, maybe first five under, I think. Take the bullpens away from it. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how I, I would play it. Okay, um, all the cool kids wear zero, just out of interest. Um, I quite like Houston in this spot. Um, Hunter Brown is dealing. Again, he's going deep in the game, seven innings a couple of times. I do like Elder. Um, I just think eventually maybe Houston will get to them. 
Um, so yeah, this is a really close one, but it was a slight preference uh, for Brown over Elder that swung me at the end. And we were getting a better price on Houston as well. So um, those two things were good enough to land me on the astral side of this one uh, at a price of um, plus 100. We quickly got to shout out the uh, Newcastle Nighthawks. I mean, what what a what an organization they they put the <laughs> players' batting average on the back of their jerseys. I mean, that that is just freaking awesome. I tell you what, we haven't discussed. I can't believe I haven't mentioned this this week. Um, so the season starts in a couple of weeks' time, and we the we we're entering. There's so many people come to the Nighthawks now um, because Newcastle University. We have a load of Asian students who come at Newcastle Uni. And then Durham University is down the road. So there's loads of Japanese and Korean kids. And they all come train with the Nighthawks. So when we go training on a Sunday, there's about 70 of us. There's millions. So we're actually splitting up. We're entering a few teams in the league. And the draft is tomorrow night. So tomorrow night is draft night. So I'm, I just don't want to be left to last like the big fat kid. You know what I mean? Well, I'm really panicking. Mr. like so. Mr. Irrelevant, huh? Yeah, exactly. I've got the I've got the absolute fear that I'm going to be sitting there at ten past midnight tomorrow, and someone with the hundred and ninety fourth pick of the Newcastle Nighthawks draft select Malcolm Bamford, fat old shortstop, uh, number zero. So yeah, um, oh, so I'll let you know. Um, I'll let you know how that goes tomorrow, where I get drafted, somewhere between one oh one and Mister Irrelevant. Um, so yeah, place your bets, please, on that one. Eight oh five Eastern. First pitch is the Auckland Athletics and the Texas Rangers. JPC as lefty goes for the A's. Um, John Gray will go for Texas. And we haven't touched on the Auckland news. Um, we'll, we'll throw the game across to Dylan, but uh, news broke last night. I got this over breakfast that um, Auckland are heading off to Vegas. Um, instant reactions. I mean, this is the sort of thing that doesn't really bother me. Or Sorry, it, it doesn't got on my radar because we don't have this franchise thing in this country. Like, no one would ever dare move in a sports scene from their spiritual home. It's just unthinkable. But um, what's the what's the fallout for this, Dylan? Well, I said it yesterday, on yesterday's pod and no one was got, got mad. Like, he lived in Oakland. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just feel like it, they do it all the time. It's not a far drive from Oakland to Las Vegas. And Vegas, they've shown out when when they do get new teams, the fan bases are really good. And if you're really a true Oakland Athletic fans, which I don't know how many there really are, uh, I think they'll come to see you. And everyone's saying they're beloved and there's the fans are the best, but they average eleven thousand attendance. There's the lowest ranking attendance in the majors. So oh, a thousand. I thought it was like one thousand. <laughs> even even worse. So it's like I don't e- I don't know. It it doesn't bother me and. I'm happy for Vegas, to be honest. I think it's good for baseball. So that, that's kind of, I don't really see the big fuss about it. But, uh, yeah, uh, as for the game, uh, I'm going to take the Rangers here. Minus one and a half. I got a plus 120. Uh, you still could get plus money out there. I think plus 110s I see. Uh, I was willing to lay a price with them. So I think John Gray hasn't been that bad this year. You know, I trust him much more than J.P. Sears. Sears gives up a lot of hard contact. A lot of home runs. Uh, can't back the A here, especially on the road. Honestly, anywhere, home or away. Maybe even a team total under three and a half or four. Rangers are rolling right now. They've covered the run line in four straight. At plus money, I'll happily take them on the run line. Yeah, um, I'll chime in there because I had the exact same bet. You just couldn't do anything else with it. You can't touch James Caprillion at the minute. Um Trust Graymore and at home as well. That was a big swing. So, yeah, that run line price is minus 105. 
Um, we we often have one or the one or two of these unoriginal picks on each slate, and this was this was certainly a standout in that envelope. Uh, Munaf. Yeah, I'm not I'm not touching the A's here. I mean, uh, they've are one of the worst, if not the worst team in the entire MLB uh, this season. And uh, John Gray at home, I trust him more uh, there in Arlington. So I think you got to take a look at the uh, Rangers run line here. What do you guys think about the team moving? Do you care? So this has been something that Minty and I have been discussing since we started the MLB pod at the, at the first season, that it goes back to at that point, which was, what, two years ago when we started this pod that we've been talking about this, and I think it seems like it's finally happening. I think, what, there's a last professional franchise left, left there to to move out of, out of the city there. So um, I'm not sure what the whole delay was about them getting a new stadium there or whatever the, the case might be, whether it's the tax riders having to fill up or pay for the estate, whatever the case might be. But now, I mean, you're in Vegas. They just purchased land near the strip. I, I think that, um, I mean, it's great for the city of Vegas. Now they're only missing an NBA team, which I know LeBron said that he wants to start an NBA team there, but that's a different conversation. But I, th- I think it was, it was just time guys. It really yeah. was. And they got the aces. Yeah, they got the aces. They got the Knights. They got the Raiders. They have the, uh, the Oakland A's affiliate team is, uh, yeah. The minor league team is is in Vegas as well. So it just it just made too much made sense, sense for them not yeah, yeah. for them not yeah. to go there. Yep. Okay, there you go. Um <laughs> already up. wearing the colors too, as well as the Oakland Ace colors. Yeah, that a boy. You how long I have do, you have you even watched that? I was just gonna say I do feel like I need to point out that if you do remember, they sent they accidentally sent two of these hoodies by mistake. So I do feel oh, like I've sat here like yeah. stick of the dump, oh, like yeah. a stinky old tramp all week. But it has, I've got two of them. So, you know, I mean, if you want to get your head in my armpit, you're very welcome. But yeah, uh, I'm never out the bath till and you know this. Yeah, but you could sit in the bath. I don't know if you scrub yourself or not. No, I don't. I just sit and fester in my own filth, actually. I quite enjoy it. That would um, be something you Brits do. A hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all stink, we're disgusting. 8-10 Eastern first pitch is the Washington Nationals at the Minnesota Twins. Trevor Williams uh, for Washington and Tyler Marley goes for Minnesota. Uh, plus 175 on the Nats, 200 on the Twins. Total is set at eight. Uh, Trevor Williams, one and one, 352 ERA. He's been good. Uh, even his road start in Colorado was good. Uh, Tyler Marley, one and two with a four eleven ERA. He's a little bit boring, really. Bit of a boring profile to look at. He's had some tricky assignments so far um, against Houston and at the New York Yankees. Um, Minnesota got uh, duffed up tonight off the Red Sox. They actually broke a five-game skid last night, but they're not scoring many runs. And we know Washington don't. Total looks too high here. I didn't want to take Minnesota. I don't really trust them. I'm, I'm becoming increasingly further and further out on them uh, the more I see this season. Can't take Washington in this spot either. So it had to be a total. And I like the under two uh, insipid offences. Um, so under eight for me, Dylan. Yeah, I agree with the under. I set my total at 7.6, so I do like that. But a slight lean towards the Twins here. I was able to get a plus 110. I see plus 105 still out there. So 
I think I think it's worth a shot. I think this Nationals are another one of those teams where it's just really hard to back. You know, Twins coming back after that long road trip. I think this series could could be good for them to get back in the win column. National Nationals don't really hit righties well. Mally could have a big game, so plus money. I, I like the Twins on the run line, and I also agree on the under. I don't expect m- many runs from the National side, at least. Uh, Captain Insano makes a really good point in the chat that Kent Maeda got hurt today. He got hit with a comebacker. Um, I don't yeah. know if it if it was the impact or he kind of twisted himself because then he, he wriggled around on the floor a bit and, and, and threw the ball over to first. Um, but the bullpen has then had to put in a shift tonight, so that could um, that that could affect what they do tomorrow. It was Willie Castro who came in. Um, Captain Insano told me earlier on that there was position player alert. Uh, it was Willie Castro who was tossing up uh, 45 mile an hour. So, yeah, that could have a difference tomorrow. Uh, Moonaf, what was your opinion on this? Yeah, Tyler Malley hasn't been too bad um, against the Nationals in his career. Um, you guys talked about the Ken Maeda injury, so they might need Tyler, uh, Tyler Miley to go a little bit longer uh, tomorrow yeah. just to kind of salvage the bullpen, right? Um, and again, this Nationals team, they haven't been, I guess, haven't been too bad. But the thing about Tyler Malley has been that he's been a guy that you trust more on the road versus at home. He's just one of those pitchers. But uh, since the 2019 season against the uh, Nationals, he actually has been really good where he is 3-0 and with a 2.42 ERA. He did last face them with the Reds last season, where he did go six innings, allowed three earned runs. They, I believe the uh, Reds won that game, if I'm not mistaken. No, the Nationals won that game. But nonetheless, I think I trust the uh, Twins here more. Uh, I'll back the home team. Okay, so the Twins for Muna. 8-10 Eastern first pitches the Boston Red Sox at the Milwaukee Brewers. Nick Pavetta. The Boston Freddie Peralta draws the start for the Brewers. Uh, plus one fifty on the Red Sox, um, minus one seventy on the Brew Crew. Total is set at eight and a half. Um, and Muna, this is across to you for your Boston Red Sox. Yeah, Nick Pavetta gets a start here. He's 0-1 with a 4.50 ERA. Two rough starts in Fenway Park so far this season. Uh, He did have one road start versus the Rays, uh, where he did go five innings, allowed three hits, and did give up any earned runs in that spot. Uh, Pavetta has faced the Milwaukee Brewers twice in his career uh, in the 2017 season and also last season. Uh, Five innings, nine hits, four earned runs uh, in that spot. He's 0-2 with the 1170 ERA versus Milwaukee in his career. Freddie Peralta, like you guys, or sorry, Matt, like you mentioned, uh, he will get the start here for the Brewers. 2-1 with a 3.18 ERA. Had two great starts to the season, but struggled last week against the San Diego Padres. Peralta has been good uh, in Milwaukee, uh, where he is 20-10 and 10 in his career with a 3.21 ERA. I don't trust uh, Nick Pavetta. I mean, he can blow up at any time. Um, he has been better on the road. I will give him that. But I think this Brewers team is just, they're, they're playing well. I trust them more in Milwaukee. I think you have the better pitcher here on the mound as well. I'll go with the Milwaukee Brewers uh, money line in this game. Okay, a little bit short moving off, but we'll let you off. Uh, Dylan, Boston at Milwaukee. 
Yeah, I was able to take an under when it was at nine. It's down to eight and a half now. I still like the under. I set my total at 8.2. Two solid pitchers. I think Freddie Peralta obviously is the better one. He's been great at home. 0.75 ERA in two starts. One run given up. And batters are only hitting 146 off of him. Same thing with Pavetta on the road. Uh, he was great in his one star against the Ray, a very good Rays lineup as well. Game ended one nothing. I know the Red Sox are an over team, but I think we could be, have a lower scoring game, maybe first five under, but uh, I like the under here. Yeah, well, I was with Moon off. I like the Brewers. I've actually got the Brewers on the run line here. Um, my stat of the day is that only the A's have allowed more home runs than the Red Sox so far this season. So maybe get some home run props on. Uh, Willie Adamas has been swinging a good bat lately. Might be an option for you. Um, yeah, the Red Sox are a concern, although they've kind of battled their way to 10 and 10. Um, and Pavetta is always a concern, really. Really like Freddie Peralta. Sets up nicely for him at home. Uh, so, yeah, the Brewers are plus 120. Um, I thought was a decent price for me. Ah, 9.38 Eastern first pitch. The Kansas City Royals and the LA Angels. We have Taylor Clark going for KC. Now, that's changed. I had... Uh, Castillo, Max, Maximo Castillo was going earlier on, so I don't know what you boys have got. Uh, Shohei Otani goes for the LA Angels. The Royals are a big price, plus 245, uh, minus 294 on the Angels. Total set at eight and a half. Dylan, who did you have on the bump here for Kansas? Yeah, I had Clark the whole day, so don't know what you saw, okay. but uh, uh, like no the Royals. Show off, <laughs> no, I didn't mean it to come off yeah. like that. Sorry. <laughs> All know, day I've had this, Moon. So All day. Right <laughs> from, from the minute you call me a wanker at about nine o'clock this morning, like 12, 13 hours later, I'm still getting it off him. Unbelievable. Quick, quick, quick side thing. Munoff would know this. You know, remember when Kyle Anderson got into that beef with uh, Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gobert said, you know, it's the way he talks. Kyle Anderson's from like 10, 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes from where I am. And I think it's just people in North Jersey and they, they come off too aggressive sometimes. So I apologize. Nah, I didn't mean to. Mal, Mal's just a little sensitive. <laughs> He's Get a little sensitive. But, uh, He's charming. Two plays in this one. I got Ray's team total under, and I do like the Angels on the run line. I got it at minus 130. Just another team where, you know, I think you just got to continue to fade them, and that's the Royals. I took the Angels, like I said. Uh, depending on what the number is for the team total, I like it under. Bullpen, bullpen game, excuse me, for Clark. Probably going to go an inning or two. Royals, they have the worst bullpen in the league, 6.89 ERA. 49 runs given up, 33 walks. I, I think it's going to help the Angels coming back home. It was a long road trip. Didn't go that well for them. With Otani, their ace on the mound, I found any runs up to him. Otani's only given up two runs in 21 innings. Walks are kind of high, but the Royals really don't draw too many walks, so it doesn't really concern me. I'm going to be all over the Angels here. Run line first five, run line full game, and I'm going to take the Royals team total under. Yeah, I don't know where else you could go with this. The only I've drew I've drawn a little ladder next to my pick here. Uh, the LA Angels on the run line, but yeah, let's get up the ladder. You can go up to minus four, minus five, do whatever you want. Moonaf, I'm guessing um, you've got a similar outlook. 
Yeah, let's also keep in mind that uh, Otani's uh, Otani's last start was a short one because of the rain delay in Boston. So he only went about two innings and threw about I think it was like thirty some odd pitches. So he's he's fresh coming into this game against the Royals. He's at home in his career where he's sixteen and five with a one point nine five ERA, um, and then also against the Kansas City Royals in his career. He has a .075 ERA. It's only been two starts, but he's gone 12 innings, only allowed six hits and one earned run, 17 strikeouts against the Royals. So you got to look at only the Angels run line here, minus one and a half, and I would probably take a look at the Angels um, team total in this game as well. Uh, nine forward Eastern first pitch. Moonaf said earlier on play? that it was... But did I not get my play out? That's no, he, said, he said Angels. The Angels run line, you're too busy bloody laughing at your own jokes to listen to me now. Moon, I've said earlier on that the Astros at the Braves was the uh, the World Series preview. We've got the actual World Series preview next up, the San Diego Padres and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, where that's Seth Lugo not even physical. I mean, possible. That's not even possible. <laughs> I was just you trying to get a rise up you. That was yeah, my Sean, Sean Green. Sean 2.0. Um, the okay, the 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 divisional series. Then, if you want, national um, league championship series. How about that? That's what I said. You said divisional. Shut up. Uh, you and Dylan, honestly, you're in cahoots. The two of you. What? You I'm just correcting you. If you have got a bike, you could be right in this company. Yeah, it's uh, getting get uh, three weeks into the season, and the knives are out already. We got no chance to last until September, boys. If this is what's happening. Uh, in the middle of April, we're going to kill each other. We need Noah back. He's the voice of reason. Uh, Seth Lugo and the Padres, a minus 110. Zach Gallen and the D-backs, a minus 110. The total is set at eight. Um, Seth Lugo, 2-0, 270 ERA. After two great starts, um, Lugo had his first wobble against the Brewers last time. Three and two-thirds, eight hits and a walk, gave up three earned runs. Um, Zach Gallen had a wobbly start, um, but in his last two, he's pitched 13 and two-thirds scoreless. Um, he looks really locked in. I find Seth Lugo quite streaky, um, and that's a bit of a worry for me because, like I say, I know you all take the piss about me being a Mets fan, but Dylan will, will vouch. So I've watched him more than I've watched a lot of other pitchers because he's been on the Mets for a few years, and he just seems to be on the precipice of a blow-up at all times. And I think this might happen tomorrow. In any case, Zach Gallen looks absolutely locked in. You know I'm kind of sweet on the diamond back. So uh, minus 110, I'll take the D backs here. Um, be interesting to see how Tati scores tonight for the Padres. Uh, Munaf, Padres at D backs. I think the one thing that concerns me about Zach Gallen is that he has struggled against the Padres in his career. Uh, since the 2021 season, he's 0-3 with a 5.21 ERA. He did have a start against the Padres earlier this month where he went six innings and allowed four earned runs. Now, luckily for the Diamondbacks, they did win that game. Um, so I think we could see runs in this game. I would probably back or will back the over in this game. Um, you guys mentioned, I think, or Mal, you mentioned that Seth Lugo inconsistent there. You could see a blow up here, but I, I just don't trust Zach Gallon, at least against the Padres. But um, I would go over in this game and look at the Padres team total over in the first five innings. Dylan, was Seth Lugo one of your guys when he was on the Mets? Oh, abs- absolutely not. I used to throw things at the TV <laughs> when they used to put him in the seventh, eighth inning. He just gives a bomb after bomb. And you're right. He's just very inconsistent. But, uh, you know, my numbers actually made the uh, 
uh, actually made the D-backs a minus 140 favorite. So with Zach Gallen on the mound, his his last two starts, masterful. No runs given up. One walk in those two games. His strikeouts are uh, strikeouts, excuse me, are up as well. And I'm just not a big believer in Seth Lugo. Like I said, even when he was on the Mets, he gave up a lot of hard contact. And luckily, I, I know the history might not be good for Zach Allen, but luck, luckily for him, the Padres' offense is not good right now. So, uh, Snakes, they're top 10 in batting average. They don't strike out a lot. They're very disciplined up at the plate. So, I just think they're the better team right now. Even with Tatis back in the fold, I think it's going to take some time. So, give me the home team. Give me the Snakes. Yeah, I like that, Dylan. Um, 10 10 Easton first pitch is our penultimate game. Of the card, it's the St. Louis Cardinals at the Seattle Mariners, where lefty Stephen Matz goes for the cards. George Kirby will go for Seattle, uh, plus 110 on St. Louis, minus 130 on the Mariners. Total is set at A. Munaf, uh, Matz against Kirby. Yeah, Stephen Matz, 0-2 with a 6.48 ERA. 17 earned runs, 8 walks. Sorry, 17 strikeouts, 8 walks so far. He's allowed... Four earned runs in two of the three starts, and Seattle has, um, I'm sorry, St. Louis has lost all three of his starts on the road uh, with St. Louis. Uh, he is three and two with a 5.40 ERA. I know we're not fans of the uh, Stephen Matz. Uh, George Kirby, one and one, 3.78 ERA. Kirby got off to a mediocre start uh, to the season. Um, he is four and four with a 3.51 ERA at home in his career. Um, I I do trust George Kirby more than I trust Stephen Matz right now. I think there's no doubt in anybody's mind about that. Um, you know what? I really do think there's some value here on the run line here for the Mariners at plus 180 at minus one and a half. I also do like the over in this game. I do think that we'll see runs being put up. Um, Stephen Matz will give them up. There's no, uh, no question about that. I think George Kirby is good for giving up a couple as well. But um, I could see a, a game where this is, turns into like a 7-4-6-4 type of game for the Mariners. That's another correct score. We have given out three of those now. Uh, we'll parlay all those together. We'd be rich. Uh, Dylan, um, St. Louis sat Seattle. Yeah, going to be my lock. This is my favorite play for tomorrow. Give me the Mariners here on the money line. I made them a minus 160 favorite. So I'm just going to – another guy I was so happy the Mets got rid of. This guy was – he was atrocious, Stephen Matz. I hate him. I hate him more than I hate Seth Lugo. So he's just bad in general, but he's even worse on the road. He gives up a lot of hard contact, walks are high, and he can never get past the sixth inning. He doesn't give the Cardinals a lot of length. So I think George Kirby is a much better pitcher than Stephen Matz. He doesn't walk batters. He gets a lot of ground balls. He kind of makes it hard for the batters. Uh, and I just think this is a good spot for them to get back in the win column. They did get swept by the Brewers. So I think this is a good bounce back spot here for the Mariners at home. I agree with Munaf on the over. I set my total at 8.6. I think we could see a lot of runs. Maybe first five over as well. But yeah, I'm going to be on the Mariners here. Yeah, I've got the same pick. Mariners on the run. Uh, on the money line, sorry, at minus 130. Uh, Stephen Matz fooled me in spring training. Um, I think everyone gets fooled by um, bits and bobs in spring training and, and Stephen Matz was one of mine. Again, he's fooled me quite a few times. Uh, but not tomorrow. Uh, I will take um, Kirby and the Mariners at minus 130. Um, talking about bad New York Mets pitchers, um, we go on to a 10-15 Eastern start. Our last game here is the Mets at the New York Giants, where Joey Lucchese uh, will go for the Mets. And Tony Disco, uh, Anthony Desclafani, is on the bump for the Giants. Plus 105 on New York, 
minus 125 on the Giants. Total is set at eight and a half. Um, Dylan, Joey Lucchese, does he blow your skirt up at all? Oh, he's another one. Jesus. Three bad, three bad. <laughs> three in a row. There's, there's a, three in, it's, it's a, there's a theme here. Yeah, it's a theme. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll attack the total since I don't want to fade my Mets because I, I did make the Giants a minus one twenty five favorite. Uh, I made my total eight point four, so I'll slight lean towards the under. I just really like what I've seen from Anthony Discofani this season, especially at home. Only three runs given up in nineteen innings, one run, uh, and he has yet to walk a batter. I, I love when the pitchers don't walk. Uh, I think he can really limit the Mets, but my one concern is how Joey LaCasey will pitch. Hasn't pitched uh, in the major since 2021, and he wasn't good then either. 0-4 on the road, 581 ERA. Batters are hitting 263 off of him. Could be different. That's what I'm kind of hoping for, but anything is honestly better than Cookie Carrasco at this point. So uh, I think Mets, they have a really tough, really tough time hitting the ball lately under team past 10 games or three and seven towards the under, including four of their last five have gone under. So Mets will probably lose this game. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like the under, but I really couldn't choose a side or a total for this one. It was hard. Okay. Uh, Dylan found it difficult. Moving off you. I didn't have anything for this game. I didn't have a picture listed for the Mets, so I am I'm going to leave it to you, Mal. You're the expert. Okay. Well, the answer is uh, San Francisco Giants on the money line minus one twenty five. Uh, don't know what we're getting from Lucchese. Um I'm out on the Giants. Not very good. But uh, Tony Disco's good at home, and that might be good enough, really. Uh, tomorrow that might be all it takes I have just dug out the parlay of the Friday night parlay we'll fade these three Mets pitchers Dylan Uh, we'll take Arizona to beat Lugo we'll take Seattle to beat Mats and we'll take the Giants to beat the Mets that pays round about five to one uh, between four and a half and five to one on the three team money line we'll fade the uh, dog shit Mets pitchers is what we're going to do Dylan we'll come back to you um, for your lock and dog because we have uh, got to the end of those games. So what do you have? Yeah, lock, like I said, Mariners just going to fade Steven Matt. Screw him. He's awful. Um, <laughs> I I do like the Mariners run line like uh, like That's Lunoff said. Personal. Plus 180 is very, very juicy, and I like that. I probably will play that. But uh, uh, I like the Rangers run line a little uh, to fa- continue to fade the A's. You could get plus 110 there. Um but I think my dog of the day is going to be the Rays. Rays minus one and a half. I think it's at plus 150. They're at 14 day. Not Do not bet list. I'm going to go right on the same route as you, uh, Malcolm. So going to fade Michael Kopex here. Uh, I think Rays are just fantastic at home at 10 and 0 undefeated. So I think the Rays smoke them. So I like three, three run lines for dogs. Okay. Love it. Uh, Moonaf, what's yours? Yeah, I'll lock up the Angels run line minus one and a half, minus one thirty-five with Otani on the mound. Uh at home, sixteen and five with a one point nine five ERA. He had a short uh start uh against Boston in his last uh game because it was delayed for a significant amount of time and they decided not to bring him out. So he's fresh, he's ready to go. Won't be surprised if he goes at least seven innings in this uh game against the Royals. Has good career number, numbers against the rules at, at as well. And again, I trust him, Otani more at home. So run line minus one and a half, minus 135 as my lock. 
For my dog, um, Dylan mentioned it, is the Rangers' run line here, minus one and a half, plus 110. Um, just continue to fade the Oakland A's here. John Gray at home, I trust him more there. And also going to sprinkle on that minus one and a half, plus 180 for the Mariners as well. But officially, dog, I'll go with the Rangers' run line, minus one and a half, plus 110. Okay. Uh, my luck is going to be a total, and it is the under eight at the Miami-Cleveland game. Um, we've got Braxton Garrett, who is going okay. Um, Zach Plezak, who is getting it together after a dodgy start. We have two um, underwhelming offences and quite a, a fraudulent Miami um, at the moment. I think their underlying metrics belie what they're capable of. So, um, yeah, the under eight there. And my dog, let's go all out. Give me the Colorado Rockies, a plus 225. Um, Noah Davis shoved last time. Against Seattle, why can't he go and do it again? Uh, the Phillies are inconsistent. They've definitely got this um, pitching hangover um, coming in as well. In it's a, uh, it's too big a price. Colorado plus two twenty five. Uh, Dylan, anything else you need to tell the people about? Uh, no, not to tell them anything. I saw a couple more reviews coming in, so keep on doing that. Send your tickets in, your bet slips, if you do cash with us. Uh, I think that'd be pretty cool as well. Uh, one question for you, though, uh, Mal. Why don't the women in Europe in general, why don't they shave their armpits? That's kind oh, of weird. <laughs> Holy shit. I was not prepared for that. It's, it's um, the truth. I went to London, and... It was just hanging bushes everywhere. No, me. Okay, no, so, no. Uh, yeah, Matt, why don't you think about that for a second? I'll read off some of the reviews that we got in before we uh, piss off some of our women <laughs> listeners here. So um, I think we already read the ones that came in earlier this week. So I think the other one that came in was uh, Matt E. Cakes 2281. I think I know who that is, but I'm not going to call him out on the air. Uh, my go-to guys for – he leaves a five-star review. Titles it Best MLB Gambling Insight. My go-to guys for MLB Gambling Insight. Perfect blend of entertainment and informative. Recommend highly if you're dabbling in MLB Gambling or just want more baseball content in your life. Um, I'm still not prepared for that question. I'm surprised that you saw the hairy armpits in London. It's, it tends to be a continental thing, Dylan. Um, the French uh, the French are a lazy race. We know this. Um, do you know there's a reason the French eat snails? That's, it's because the only thing they can catch they're born idle. They can't catch anything else. That's the only reason they eat them. Um, so, yeah, but uh, British women, I would have thought, are pretty... Um, I wouldn't associate with a hairy armpit. I mean, the IT department, it, it, it's like a baby's bum. So, I would have thought, unless there was a lot of tourists in London when you were there. So, yeah, the French and the Germans, but, though, yeah, those continentals, even the Italians, like... But, uh, yeah, certainly not the uh, not the British women, Dylan. So maybe it was the tourists that you saw. Was it uh, was it a big turn on for you? Was that what you're getting at? No, it was actually disgusting. Uh, and then I looked it, and then I looked it up, and it said most of Europe does it. Yeah, I would, definitely. I would say continental Europe, um, absolutely, but not not uh, in this country. Do you guys not believe in razors? Like, just come on. <laughs> <laughs> manscape.com yeah <laughs> yeah exactly womanscape.com mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's um i'm very very rarely lost my words dylan but you got me there there's always a random topic we always have at the end of a pod no matter like who's on the podcast like it's derailed so fast <laughs> excellent love it um moon do you have any um Personal hygiene questions you'd like to get out the way before we go? 
I do not, but again, leave us ratings and reviews. Always helps us grow the show. Uh, I'll try to dig up some type of uh, giveaway or contest that we can do for our listeners. Um, uh, I'll talk to the bosses about something. But on that, no, it's been a good week for baseball. Uh, hopefully we can continue it and uh, let's let's make some money. Yeah, excellent. Um, cheers, everyone who joined in the uh, chit-chat. It was fun. I think me and Noah are going to do something tomorrow. We'll do a lock dog total. Um, and we might have a look at some trends and things like that. There's a, a bit more room to Dylan breathe on the Friday issue, isn't he? Sorry? I think it's you and Dylan tomorrow, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it me and Dylan? Uh, out. Look at Dylan. Dylan's shaking his head. That's news to Dylan. Yeah. I tell you, this is probably a conversation for our boys. Uh, cheers, everyone. Good luck with your bets. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>